0: like things easy peasy. So when I need a few things, I go to Walgreens. Because schlepping my way through the grocery store when all I want is milk isn't my idea of a good time. Good thing Walgreens is just around the corner so I can pop in for essentials like milk, paper towels, and toothpaste. Easiest errand ever. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. Now with card, Bounty Paper Towels are $199 and Nice Brand Eggs are $189. Prices may vary. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hi there. Welcome to Modern Love, all you modern lovers. So glad that you're with us today, and we're going to tackle today one of the things that I know for certain. After 30 years of helping couples and singles through books and seminars and all the stuff that I've been doing, I know that the number one thing that holds people back, I know it held me back in my own life. Think about it your fears. The fears that are deeply buried, some of them secret, some of them obvious, some of them we only discover because we can see the trail they leave behind. So we're going to talk today about facing your fears. What are your greatest fears? How are those thought monsters in your head blocking your love, maybe your money? Especially for this show, we're going to talk about love and money because they're linked. And whatever your fears are, tonight's guest is going to help you slay those dragons. So whether you're with us live or listening via recording, you're going to learn something from our guest, Brad Axelrod. And Brad has been working for a long time in facing his own fears and helping others to face theirs. Since he was a young man, he had to face fear head on. He's the founder of the Face Your Dragon platform. Brad works with coaches, consultants, and other visionary entrepreneurs to face the fears they have to face to become successful doing what they, we're going to underline this 10 times, truly, truly, truly want to do. So here we go. I'd love to introduce you to consultant speaker and catalyst Brad Axelrod. Hi there, Brad. How are you?
1: I'm amazing. It's so great to be here. Thanks, Dr. Brenda.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Now, you've been on NBC Nightly News, PBS Television, Orange County Register, Los Angeles Times, and on and on and on sharing your voice about fear. How did you come to work on facing your fears and face your dragon?
1: Well, you know what? I, I laugh because, you know, we face them on a regular basis. They never truly totally go away. Um, there's an opportunity to Yeah, i can do that, Brad. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, even right now, I'm a little nervous and excited and passionate. And not, you know, uh, fear is just simply excitement without the breath. So if anyone's feeling nervous excitement right now. Excitement without
0: the breath. Oh, that's it, interesting. It, Let's it, write that just down, excitement.
1: everybody. <laughs> yeah, fear is excitement without the breath. So I'm going to take a deep breath. <sighs> I invite anytime anyone has that experience of nervousness or sort of kind of clenching to to just take that deep breath. But um, you know, it all started for me. I grew up in a household that fear kind of ruled. It was you know, don't do this because that'll happen. Don't go there. This could happen. Um, And you know, it was very much a part of my life. So what did I do to offset that? I became almost a professional motocross racer to continually face fear on a regular basis, and that was really what helped me sort of blow through any challenges or fears I had and, uh, you know, really step into my power and understand that I could do things and become really confident and not have fear.
0: Mm, So you took it head on in some cases with motocross racing. It might have been head on. (laughs)
1: Literally.
0: Yeah. So for you, you said, okay, I'm going to show you fear. And you kind of put the middle finger up to fear. But I know you also had some really profound losses That you had to tackle in your life how did you deal with those losses and the fears that those brought up because it's part of life we all face losses and i found that this is where we get tangled up in our personal lives
1: yeah it absolutely can keep us stuck if we allow our defining moments to to do just that and and for me you know i was living the life i'd actually from the bay area it's so good to hear you guys are from northern california but i was Uh, I moved to Southern California uh, on an inspiration. I had this intuitive hit to move to Southern California. And, and in that move, you know, my mom and dad live in the Bay area. And so through that, through that move, I didn't get to spend as much time with them. And, and I was a successful real estate investor and real estate finance guy and really living this self-indulgent life. And, you know, my version of success at that time in my late 20s and early 30s was definitely financial. It was all about money. It was about travel. It was about acquisition and consumption. And, uh, and then my dad got sick and died pretty suddenly, and that changed everything for me. You know, what, what happens, the beautiful thing through mortality, at least for me, was that I realized, man, I'm just not living a purposeful, meaningful life. Uh, and that was in 2005, October 19, 2005. And it was in that moment that I knew something had to shift in my life. Something had to, had to change. And, you know, I was wailing in the hallway of, of my uh, condo and begging the universe, God, the Holy Spirit, to show me my purpose and to not die like my dad did with his voice still in him. You know, we all have something that's emerging in us and most of the time we sedate it with alcohol or distractions or drugs or travel or consumption or whatever we do. And that, that really was the defining moment for me that my purpose was shown. And eight weeks later, and it was on NBC Nightly News, and the rest is history.
0: So from that moment of you saying, hey, I don't want to die like my dad did, I really want to Express, and the word I like to use is authentic. Express my authentic self, my authentic purpose. And that's, you know, just putting your heart, how did you get from eight weeks later being on NBC Nightly News and what were you talking about?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It wasn't necessarily by design. I just knew something had to shift. I had to be used as a vessel of service to humanity. That was what was next for me. I'd done the motocross, the snow skiing, the travel, the food, the drugs, the alcohol, the womanizing, the the girlfriends, the fiance, like, you know, real estate. It's like all these things. I had done the thing thing. And, uh, y- y- you know, I started a book study group on a book, Ask and It Is Given. Amazing teachings of Abraham. Maybe you've studied them if you haven't. Oh, Great yeah, stuff. Yeah just brilliant brilliant material and I knew right then that that anything was possible if I understood that I could pray or meditate or ask the universe to have me show something and uh, to have it show itself and and it did and uh uh the book study group was actually on on both the secret and the law of attraction and asking it is given and you know, the more we studied that material, the more it created opportunity. And, you know, like you'd mentioned, I was on PBS television and USC news and LA times and all these things. I'm even a founding member of the association of transformational leaders now with the likes of Jack Canfield and Don Miguel Ruiz and John Gray's visited and Eckhart Tolle's visited. So these are, these are now my tribe. And it's, you know, that's what I was asking for. How can I associate myself with the leaders in self-development and transformation? How do I position myself to do that? And then, boom, that's what showed up. I started becoming an event producer, not by design. 200, 200-ish events later, <laughs> here I am now living in Costa Rica and, and taking people on adventure tours. So you just never know where things are going to lead you. But, man, it was in that defining moment that my purpose was shown.
0: Now, what shifted for you in terms of how you felt? You described this life of numbing out and excess drugs alcohol womanizing all the things that we know can take us away from our innermost being away from true love so for you once you got into asking it and it is given and you you were able to connect with the tlc council and and able to get all of this this depth and these connections and here you are in Costa Rica, how did you feel? What was different for you, Brad?
1: Yeah, that's a, such a brilliant question. And I'd, I pray that not everybody has to go through that. Uh, what I like to say, there's this itch of a feather. I had this itch of a feather and I got the brick several times upside my head. Like, wow, there's the brick. I should probably wake up. But it wasn't until the Mack truck came when my dad died that I said, wow. It is time to wake up. Self-indulgence is not working anymore. How can I use myself, my life, my body as, you know, something purposeful? I just really knew in that moment it was, it was a, both a download, it was an intuitive nudge, it was a feeling, it was, you know, the thought process, and it was literally like, I'm just done. I'm done with this. This old me needs to die. Yeah. And I'm asking it to die. What's and how next did the new
0: you? I really want you to share this with us because for us to get a profound shift the way that you did, and I know our listening audience, this is an audience of people who some have the shift, some want the shift, some are new with us and thinking about that shift for the first time. How do you feel differently as a person? How did that show up in your life in your relationships to actually have the opportunity to get the brick and the brick is an opportunity? everybody make no mistake <laughs> about it
1: yeah really what 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 shifted was that that I, I mean I just opened up it sort of forces this opening experience and and seeing the world through a different lens. The lens was where can I serve? How can I contribute? How can I provide any value to people? Just basically it was like, use me. I'm here at your service. You know, there's also boundaries that need to be provided in that or, or clarified through that process. You know, I also uh, fortunately and unfortunately attracted folks who, who could tell that I was just of service. So, so really it was a great opportunity to be in service, to, to find self love, to find, to find a a different depth of uh, self knowing and self actualization and helping others create that self-actualization. It was like that was, that was the feeling. It's like where can I wake people up and help them break free and take the leap?
0: So the self-knowing, self-love, and I'm going to go down that path with you for a minute because these are the cornerstones of healthy, deep, true love, that we come to our love lives knowing ourselves, loving ourselves as opposed to needing something from outside to fill us up. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that shift. Now, Brad, go back. I know that you've got your top five dragon fears about money, the things that we really have to face when we talk about money or feel about money and face money in our lives. Tell us a bit about those five dragon money blocks or whatever you want to call them the fear because fear is the block the block is fear
1: well dr Brenner, you nailed it earlier and said that both money and relationships relationship with self relationship with others is so intertwined and you know one of the things that i actually did and i'll share about the five dragons in a second i just want to share this thing what i did was a 24 month sober celibacy and that was one of the most profound things that got me in touch with a lot of my wow, fears. Wow, that's was, amazing. Yeah, I was, it's, a, it's a very big commitment, and massive transformation will come from sort of elimination. So there's two sides to facing your fear. There's exposure and then just totally eliminating any distractions so you actually face them. So let's talk about the five dragons that I found wait, in working with. back up. With, I yeah. just want
0: to make sure. What did you mean when you said exposure? You said exposure two sides to fear, exposure and elimination.
1: Yeah. So one way to, to to find what I like to say is finding, facing and riding your dragon. So to find your fear, you know, you can either do a lot of exposure therapy. If you're afraid of heights, you go, you go to high places, whatever that okay. looks like. You jump mm-hmm. right. So exposure and that will also help you face it and move through it. Um, And then the elimination, of course, without having any distractions or your addictions, everything is an addiction at some level, if you remove those addictions to people, addictions to drugs, addictions addictions to distraction, exercise, sex, masturbation, whatever it is, addiction to relationship, you're going to face them because now you're not just circumventing whatever it is you feel you're missing somewhere, right? Right.
0: Okay, so you did that for 24 months. Impressive. Congratulations. Now tell <laughs> us about those five dragons.
1: Okay, so the five dragons, these, these I've uncovered in working with thousands of people in the hundreds of events I've produced, the other hundred I've attended, and these will these will play out in almost every aspect of our life, but in particular in business or if you're sharing a message or you're out there trying to make a shift in your life. So the first one is, dragon number one, you'll be found out as an imposter fraud. Now, that's a big one. Imposter syndrome, who am I to share this message? Who am I to take the leap from my, from my zone of uh, excellence, from a job that I make my six figures in and try to take a leap to becoming an entrepreneur? You know, what if, anyone, what if people find out that I'm really not who I think I am? That's the first one.
0: Yeah, Good. And, you know, I'm going to correlate that, if that's okay with you.
1: Yeah, you bet. For the
0: lovers, for modern lovers, the dragon that Brad is talking about right now, I'll be found out, in your relationship, we call that the I'm not good enough to be loved fear.
1: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know who who am I to receive this amount of love? Let me sabotage my relationship somehow, right? Bingo,
0: Brad. Yes.
1: Yep. Or or my business and right. I love I love that we'll only allow others to love ourselves as uh, love us as much as we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So About I'm with on. you on that one. With you on that one, Doctor. So the second one is that when you put yourself out there, people won't want what you're offering. So that's essentially. Uh, you know the fear of not getting enough clients or the fear of people not buying from you whatever it is and now now remember this is mostly for entrepreneurs or coaches or consultants or visionaries who have a message or or an offering but that can play into anything let's say you even create a a, a party or a gathering and you're going to have people over man what if people don't show up right
0: And I'm going to correlate this one because I hear this all the time in our seminars on (laughs) These are the people who say there are no good ones left. Or, gee, uh, my favorite, because we're here in the Bay Area, I hear a lot of women in particular say there are no good men in the Bay Area. So (laughs) there you go. That's the correlation for the second dragon.
1: Yeah, that's right, and and I I know San Francisco well, so I totally get how that they, they could have that experience. Okay, so the third one, you'll never have the courage to charge what you know you're worth. Right. So again, that self value. It's all as you know, Doc. It's all about self value, or lack thereof. So we just want to make sure that folks are charging what they're worth, their fees, or not lowering their fees out of fear to make sure that they get a client or uh, lower their standards in, in dating so that they can not be alone and have to actually be alone. Like who can think of a worse experience as I sit here in Costa Rica totally by myself in the jungle with love, with, with feeling as if I have relationship. I have a relationship with myself now, and that's what I didn't have when i was chasing the dragon
0: Mm, wow and you call that playing small and we can play small anywhere in our lives in our relationships with our money with our business with whatever it is play small in the community not give back to our communities so thank you thank you thank you for making that correlation so important
1: yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, it, I, of course, this all plays into relationship, and we're nailing that down. So the, the fourth one is your tribe won't get you or understand the difference you can make for them. So imagine you build your entire platform. I mean, I was going through all these dragons and every freaking person goes through these as they build something new and they step out into their, out of their comfort zone. And you know, I was wondering like, man, is this, land, is this is this brand going to land? Will people get what I mean by facing your dragon or is it going to be too hard to to explain and not work? And you know, anytime we step into this this new uh, experience, whatever it is, I love Bob Proctor's take on that. Uh, he calls it the terror barrier. You know when we lean into this new way of being or new job or go on commission or start a business, we hit this sort of false ceiling of the terror barrier. And what that looks like is, oh, no, I'm uncomfortable. Let me go right back into bondage because I think it's safe there. Uh, and, and it really isn't. You know, having a job doesn't provide any security. It might, might have 20, 30 years ago. It doesn't anymore. So we've got to make sure we're leaning into this terror barrier and leaning into our zone of excellence what or zone of genius i mean what gay hendrix calls out of your zone of competence or your zone of excellence into this scary exciting amazing place of your zone of genius so all of these things will happen as we as we create or lean into something new
0: yes and again we're going to just tie that right back to relationship everyone has that fear at the beginning of the relationship it's exciting This person seems like they might be a good match, but, but, but. And then that's the point I find a lot of people, Brad, I know you've seen this too, people pull back because one of the most difficult things is to do what you just said, which is to play out on the edge, to stay with the anxiety, to stay with the fear, and to face it. So tell us the fifth dragon and then... I'm gonna ask you, how do we face these things? Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so so true. I mean, well said. So the fifth one is that if you do achieve the dream, quote unquote the dream, you'll be criticized or your personal life will suffer.
0: So <laughs> <what's>, <laughs> right? Oh, so I never totally relate is. to that. I remember <laughs> I remember thinking, okay, now my sisters will really hate me.
1: <laughs> exactly right. What if I do attract the dream guy or the dream girl or the dream life, and now I've got everything I've ever wanted? Will my friends still love me? Will my mom yes. still appreciate me? Will my sister still accept me? Right? And I, everything comes back to love. Right? Right. So there's two sides to this, that, that you'll be criticized by your family. We're talking about that now, but that your personal life will suffer. What, what if I achieve everything I've ever wanted? What's next? What can I yeah, strive Yeah, and this makes
0: for? me think of, Brad, remember when um, Oprah went through that big lawsuit where she said something about people shouldn't eat so much meat, it's not good for your health, and then the cattle industry, the, the meat industry of Texas sued her. And she was devastated, absolutely devastated, because her whole heart is about serving people and and doing the best and all of that. We all know who she is as a person, and trust me, who she is publicly is who she is privately. She's always the same. So So the key is she came out of that experience, and she said, I faced my worst fear which is that I would be punished for taking a stand. And what she did is she started planning running her own television network because it's like, okay, you know, I face that fear. Bring me the next bigger thing because now I'm really going to step out there because I faced the fear and I got through it.
1: Yeah, that's really, really beautiful to hear that, that I mean, even someone of this goes to our point from early on that even someone of Oprah's stature and, and experience and celebrity still has things come up, you know, we've got to just lean in and continue to ultimately know that there's something bigger than our fear. And that's really the biggest thing. It's like, okay, great, there's fear here. Awesome. What's beyond the fear? And I love, you know, a lot of the Facial Dragon platform is based on Joseph Campbell, this one quote in particular. Oh,
0: love Joseph Campbell. He's amazing, hero. right? My amazing. hero.
1: <laughs> so the, ca- the cave, you probably know this one the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. So what you are most afraid of and most excited about at the same moment is your moneymaker. It's your, it's your life purpose. It's your mission. And mine was public speaking. I was mortified of public speaking, and yet it's literally set me free.
0: Wow. I love that. The cave you fear to enter. I actually didn't know that quote, but you know what? Remember that scene from the original Star Wars series where Luke Skywalker goes in the cave with Yoda? Joseph Campbell was a consultant on that original series. Now I know where it came from. Exactly right. (laughs) Okay, so you also have a Courage Quiz. It's available. Everybody write this down, couragequiz.com. I want you to go there and take the quiz that Brad has available. And with this show, we encourage everyone, build a library, seek counselors, counselors, coaches take classes we must keep ourselves on that growing edge and facing fear is crucially important so brad we just have a few minutes left give us your best best advice on facing our fears going into that cave that joseph campbell spoke about
1: yeah i would say the cave looks like this the cave looks like just Stopping doing what you're doing, whatever you're freaking doing, whether you're numbing out on television, uh, sex, uh, masturbation, alcohol, drugs, work, Facebook, okay, whatever you're doing, stop. Commit to a time frame of abstinence like I'm not going to watch television for a week, a day, a month, whatever it is. I'm not you know, I'm not going to have sex or masturbate, whatever it is. Just freaking stop. That's the first thing. We have to go cold turkey. After that, the goal there is to, is, to, is to mine the gap or stand in the gap between stimulus and response. A lot of our experience is addictions. It's neurological. It's biochemical. So by stopping things and noticing your urges, that's going to help you really get in touch with where you're not facing your fears. Okay? Just freaking stop.
0: <laughs> wow. So once you're in the gap... Give people a preview of coming attractions. What is likely to come up? What are they yeah, going to feel?
1: That's huge. You're going to feel anxiety, fear, discomfort, right? And that's okay. Just sit with it. Just stand in the fire with this thing. This fire-breathing dragon is going to be hot. It's going to be intense. But your greatest gift is once you learn to find that dragon, which you're going to do through the abstinence, you're going to face it because you're going to have the courage to stand in the fire and then you're going to ride the thing. It's not necessarily about slaying our dragons. That's a different metaphor. This is about using the energy of your fear. All the chemicals in the pharmacy of your brain is your greatest gift and your greatest power out in the world. So we want to make sure we're using that and riding that dragon everywhere. If you remember in the movie Avatar, once they learn to ride that thing, they are all over the place. It's Magic. Mm,
0: I love that. And I'm going to add a couple things from – my experience and the research that's out there, what Brad is saying is absolutely golden. We know from the research that's there that the way we change a habit is to stop the other thing that really helps us to change is to get support. It, and this is why 12-step programs are still proven to be the very best way to break addictive habits. Get support And what those kinds of programs offer, and you can find this in many, many, many other ways, other programs, is they bring a spiritual focus. Because when you open that space, Brad, that's where we have both the fear, and as you say, ride the dragon, the opportunity to elevate our consciousness. And the elevation is to find our feet firmly on the spiritual path so i'm saying three things do exactly what brad is recommending stop i'm also saying get support join a support group a meditation group go to a church a synagogue a temple a a somewhere where you're part of a group that can help you lift your consciousness and stay on the new path that's called transformation is it not brad
1: Uh, You bet, man. That's, That's Just spot on. Spot on. Well said.
0: Wow. Thank you, everyone. We are talking right now with Brad Axelrod about Facing Your Fears. Brad has created this wonderful platform called Face Your Dragon. And the dragon is the fear. And, Brad, what you said is so lovely because you're saying, You don't want to destroy the dragon. The dragon has power. What we want to do is master it, learn to ride it, and use it to take us someplace new. And that is especially true when we talk about love. So everyone, take everything Brad said, put it to work in your love life, your business life, your money life. Go take that quiz. That's couragequiz.com. And, Brad, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much.
1: Uh, It's my honor. Thank you so much, Doctor. It's
0: a pleasure. And I want to thank our wonderful producers, Mr. Legrand Green, and our associate producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning. Stay with us next week. We have so much more for you to make your journey of modern love all that you want it to be and if you're listening prior to the weekend of may 30th may 29th through the 30th come down to the new living expo the largest personal transformation event in california and california probably has some of the largest anywhere Come and hear all the brilliant transformational speakers will be with us. I'll be hosting two of the very important panels that we'll have, one on invisible wounds, confronting race and consciousness. It's the first time ever. We'll be making some history with that one. And the expanding consciousness panel with Greg Braden, with Eben Alexander, and other terrific speakers, Marianne Williamson, will be on Sunday at noon. I'll be introducing Marianne, who is one of my great heroes and friends. So many things, a meditation pavilion where you can take a 10 to 15 minute break and meditate with a master key, my favorite meditation tool. All right, so much there. We love you all. Many blessings. Bye for now. I go to Walgreens because schlepping my way through the grocery store when all I want is milk isn't my idea of a good time. Good thing Walgreens is just around the corner so I can pop in for essentials like milk, paper towels, and toothpaste. Easiest errand ever. Walgreens at the corner of happy and healthy. Now, with card bounty paper towels, are $199 and nice brand eggs are $189. Prices may vary.